Good morning. Welcome to today's episode of Transformed. Today we're going to talk about me three again. Been doing this whole series on it. And um, I want to talk about adversity and how it impacts our lives and how we live out that me three attitude when adversity strikes our lives. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. Uh, again, I want to thank Park Home for our studio furniture. I want to thank Taylor Design and Events for the design of the studio. You know, I've often said this, God has blessed my life. There's no doubt about it. You know, I, I've been blessed. I was born to good parents. I've got sisters that I love that are good, good women. Um, I've been fortunate to marry my high school sweetheart and the love of my life. And we were blessed with a son who, despite some struggles, was a loving young man. We are blessed with a phenomenal daughter who's a phenomenal wife and mother. Her husband has been a blessing to our family. And of course, there are the grandchildren, uh, Carson and Liam. You know, and so we've been blessed. God has blessed the hard work of our hands with a nice home. And we've got some nice possessions, although we really aren't caught up in things. We've been blessed to go on some nice vacations and see some incredible places. We aren't by any stretch of the imagination independently wealthy, but God has blessed us. And it's not that we haven't faced adversity because we have. It isn't like we haven't faced sickness, death, and sorrow because we have. And despite all of those things, we've still been blessed by God because God is good. See, the test of your commitment to God can come in one of two ways when you're blessed by God. The first way is that you're tested through the abundance of blessings. Sometimes when a person or a family is abundantly blessed by God, they tend to forget God. God takes a back seat to the, act, to the activities afforded to them through the abundance of money, time, and possession. It's kind of like the Israelites going into the promised land, and God warned them about forgetting him once they reaped that blessing. The second way that blessings can test our commitment to God is when they're taken away from us or we lose them. During our acquiring them or receiving them, we're quick to give God all of the credit. And we should. But when calamity hits, hardship comes, and the things that were blessings are gone, you can find yourself with contempt and bitterness towards God. It has happened to a lot of people, but one of the most famous is a man named Job. Job was a man that was described by God as upright, righteous, and blameless. He had seven sons and three daughters. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and he had very many servants. He was considered the greatest man of the East. Then calamity hit his house, and he lost it all. Even his health was afflicted. What would he do? Scripture tells us the devil was behind all of this, trying to get Job to curse God. Remember this. The devil is always looking to replace God as first in your life. He did it with Jesus in the wilderness during his temptations. He constantly did it with Israel through unbelief, idolatry, and disobedience. He did it in the garden with Adam and Eve. Somehow, some way, the devil wants God out of first place in your life, and he will sometimes use adversity and calamity against you to do it. One of the lowest points of Job's life had to be when his wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. I don't believe she had any idea what she had done. The enemy of her husband's soul was trying to destroy him and get him to curse God. The very thing the enemy was trying to do, 
she now was encouraging him to do. Listen, when you have a loved one going through a time of trial or testing, be quiet unless it's something encouraging. There is a devil trying to destroy them, and he doesn't need your help through faithless, pessimistic, and ungodly remarks. Job must have been a great man because he got away with calling his wife a foolish woman. Could you imagine that? He said, you're a foolish woman. I know one thing, I couldn't have got away with that, and I'm not even going to try it. But you know what? He was right. She was being foolish. And then Job's friends also took the time to tell Job everything that was wrong in his life to justify what was happening to him. Bible says they were fools too. I'm not saying that. God said that. God's problem with them wasn't what they had said about Job. It was how they portrayed God. Isn't it amazing how we will often portray God in a light that isn't correct in order to explain a bad time in someone's life? We tell them things like, well, God allowed that for this to happen. God let this happen to you. You know, some of that stuff we've got to redo. We've got to rethink in our Christianity. Through it all, Job never cursed God. He lost everything and even his health for a period of time. But God was always first. His possessions or the loss of them didn't take the place of God. His children and the loss of them did not take first place from God. In the midst of physical pain and discomfort, he kept God on the throne of his heart. If Job had made life all about him, then it would have all ended with him. If he had made it about him, he would have cursed and defamed God in the midst of that calamity. You see, the blessings for others were found on the other side of the calamity when God restored the fortunes of Job. It's amazing, isn't it? The end of the book is this wonderful restoration of so many things that happened for Job. And he also ended up praying for his friends. Yeah, I, I think about this. It's, it's wild. And how does this happen? Because somewhere in here, Job had this mentality that no matter what happens, no matter what I lose, no matter what adversity hits me, God is first. But yet he actually ended up putting second others when he had to pray for them at the end. Sometimes all we got to do is just say, you know what? No matter what happens, God is still first. We may, we may not be thinking of others even in the midst of that. You see, because here's what happened. All through that story, Job kept God first. And because he kept him first, then later he was able to bless and pray for others. And he put them second. Because in it all, he put himself last. And so let me encourage you this week. You're facing adversity. You're facing calamity. Maybe all hell has broke out against your life. You keep God first. And I'll promise you, I'll promise you, you'll have a chance to serve others out of it and put yourself third. And they'll all be blessed. Have a great week.